So I'm sure you guys have been watching what's been going on. Um, I've been taking a look at the climate. They're trying to figure out when, where, how, what, all the things that's happening. And, um, you know, when I look at, like, statistics, you know, they say the average person, like 74% of the U.S., and that's a huge number, can't afford to miss a check. So whether that check is one week or two weeks, they can't afford to miss it. So when you're looking at that, you got to ask yourself the question, if everyone's living check to check, and we got this stimulus package in, and that package may not come to the person who doesn't have their direct deposit online for 22 weeks, how are they going to live off of unemployment? So when, you, when you're thinking about that, and the reason I bring that up is because the consumer is like the driver of the economy. I mean, the absolute driver. So if you look at it, without people, we can't be in this situation for more than three to four months. It's like... When I was um, I was doing some reading and research, there was a gentleman that owned three Hilton hotels. So you figure if you own a hotel, you should be at least flush. You know, you should have some money. But when the situation happened and occupancy dropped, what you had was two hundred thousand dollars disappear in cancellations. So the bank called him to ask him how long would it take before he couldn't make a payment, and he said four months. So you figure like a person who has three Hilton hotels can't last more than four months, and Hilton's a major brand, and Hilton themselves, the parent company, the franchisor, um, they drew down $1.6 billion of their credit revolver just to shore up their balance sheet because they don't know how long they're going to be in it. You got to look at it from what's going on with the average Joe. You know, and see, you got to look at it like this, too. Um, it takes about ooh, we're in, we're in a recession. There's no doubt that we're, we're in a recession now because everything has stopped. So if you look at unemployment, people can't make it on unemployment. So if you got to wait 22 weeks for a stimulus check, the average person, depending on where you live and part, what part of the country is going to get in about 400 to 500 dollars in unemployment. Now, if you're in New York, it might be 500. If you're in New Jersey, it might be 700. It depends on the on the state. Well, if you look at it, the average person's bills is $3,500. That's the average person. Now, if you're in New York, it could be five. It could be six because it's a high-income town, just like Maryland, Baltimore, D.C. area, just like Washington, California. So people are not going to be spending on services, I mean on products. They're only going to take what they absolutely need. And I bring that up because it affects retail. It affects travel. It affects, um, uh, you know, restaurant, dining out. And then the biggest thing of all is advertisement. So I always used to say we all are NASCARs because we wear these brands and we go out there and they advertise to us nonstop. It's going to affect companies like Facebook who has a, a, a dependency, a huge dependency on ad revenue. Google. You know, Google's a major company and they have a hundred million dollars in cash on the books, but it still takes a chunk out of their revenue because the advertisers are kind of going to a, a stop, right? It won't be a dead stop, but it could be, a, it'll be anemic, I feel. So you're talking about Google, Twitter, t Pinterest, because all of these platforms are advertisement driven, right? So when you look at that, that's going to hurt a lot of folks. And... When you're looking at that, you got to look at it like this. We're going into a national debt crisis. 
I mean, if you believe that, think about it. If I can't pay my mortgage, right? So mortgages, they're going to give you a forbearance if you have a federal mortgage, right? And you can go up to, I think it's 8 to 12 months. I'm not sure. I forgot. But it, they'll give you a forbearance so you won't have to make payments, right? But you got to look at it like this. For the non-federally insured loans like commercial products and private sector loans, there's no forbearance. You can, you can try for forbearance with commercial, but chance, it's not going to be like the federal program. So if, the, if that happens, and oh, Dodd-Frank, you're probably not even familiar with Dodd-Frank, right? So Dodd-Frank was a act put in place during the financial crisis in 2008 where um, you had restrictions on banks for stress tests. They had to have a certain amount of money on their balance sheet, okay? And so that's why they're talking about it's not a financial crisis, but it'll become a financial crisis if everything spirals out of control. So if you look at there's $950 billion in credit card debt, actually $930 billion to be exact. And when you look at those numbers in 2008, it was like 860, $860 billion when the financial crisis really hit us hard, right? Then if you look at student loan, it's $1.6 trillion in debt. So no one could pay these bills. And that's just the natural self that they have, like car loans, everything is going to come to a stop. Because if I only, if I got 5,000, like if I take my household, I got $6,000 in bills a month, right? If I didn't have the income, I am not paying something. And if I can forego paying something, guess what? Even if I can't forego it, I'm going to forego it because I'm going to eat first. You know that's going to be the truth. I'm going to make sure food is in the house, all right? And I'm going to make sure I pay for the things that are necessity. So I bring this up because when you're thinking about investing right now, you got to understand the climate you're in. We're not at the start of this thing. I mean, at the end of this thing or the middle of this thing, we're at the start of this thing. So you got to understand where you are. And then if you look at the Fed stimulus plan and, and the federal government is injecting a lot of money into the system. So you got to look at it from this point. Two trillion dollars. This is a 19 trillion dollar economy. <laughs> Two trillion is a, a drop in a bucket. Right. So then you got to look at it from a standpoint of, OK, they got to work on something else. But eat, what, what, what are you going to do with a twelve hundred dollar check and five hundred dollars per kid when your bills are double or triple that? You can't do too much. So all of these other businesses are going to suffer. So the next 90 days is going to be telling because we already lost two oil companies, right? So if you look at the next 90 days, I don't see a lot of small businesses making it because they don't have access to credit. And if you looked at what happened on Friday, they opened it up, but it was unorganized and not structured because they did it so quick that a lot of these small businesses were writing checks for money they didn't have expecting to get that money right away. So you got to look at that situation. Now, here's another important point, especially when you're thinking about the investment piece. We're a $50 trillion plus credit economy. About $3 trillion in cash is what we have on hand in this economy, all right? So we're heavily debt-laden. Corporations are crazy with debt right now. So if you think about this, since 2009, there was about... Uh, 9.3 trillion dollars up until this date, until last year, of 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 buying, of borrowing. All right. So what they would do is that in order for a corporation to borrow, what they do is they floated a bond, right? But that bond was rated triple B. Now the best quality bond is triple A, right? Then it gets downgraded. It's double A plus, then double A minus, and it just kind of goes down triple B, 
double B, that type of thing, all the way down to C. Well, investment grade, still low investment grade is triple B. So what happens is investors will come in and they'll pay you, right, more of an interest. The corporation will pay you more of an interest rate because that, that bond is not a high grade. They'll give you 7%, right? Let's say the market's yielding on treasuries, um, 1%, 1.5%, So they'll pay you to take the risk. But in this economy, the problem with this is, is that if those companies go out of business, they default and they got default risk. So you got to look at that and understand how that all plays into the economy. We need to know what's left standing. So if you're going to invest, you got to be very careful right now, right? Now, 401ks, they lifted a, uh, a provision that allows you to take money from your 401k. But here's the reality. Once you open up that Pandora's box, people are going to go crazy on it. And when you look at the average person in their 60s has less than $200,000, I think it was like $174,000 in their 401ks, that's not a lot of money. So if they have to draw down on that money to live after the crisis, do you think they're going to stop? So then what's happening is they're going to have to stay in that workforce. And, you know, retirement age is 70. So you got to realize that a lot of the pressure is on the back of the consumer. And now we're about to see a big unfolding of debt in the corporate arena. So we got to really be very choosy. So, so before you invest in any stock, because everybody's like, everybody wants to read later, study later and invest right away. I need, I need to learn about stocks. Give me some options. Let me learn about, I get it and I understand it, but you really got to take some time because I'd rather you have that money on hand when it's time versus put it in. Now you're down. You got to wait. You don't have enough liquidity funds on hand to take advantage of the really, you know, cheap situations that are happening in the marketplace. So you got to ask yourself, how long is this going to last? I believe it's going to last at least six months of just trying to get this whole engine together. Right? So one of the other things you want to want to, um, ask at the end of the six months or four months or five months is how long is this thing going to start or, or the economy going to be able to jump into full swing from almost a dead stop. And that's going to be a lot because you got to hire, rehire people in the workforce. You leave people off of a gig, even if you said, I'm going to furlough them and I'll bring them back. Even if you said that, they're still going to be looking for work. And if they find another place, they're not coming back to your place. So you're going to have a big revolving door and you got to have some key positions there. All right. And then you got to ask yourself the question, what sectors, what sectors can I invest in that's going to give me a safe haven during this time? And at the end, that could possibly take off, you know, and then you got to be able to understand how to research so you can find true value. But you got to know when and how to gauge that, because what I find is that people buy names. And, you know, when I say buy what you know, I don't mean buy what you know because it's familiar. Buy what you know because you understand it. It's, it's a different ball game. And then you got to know when the best time to buy. And um, that you can, that's everybody's best guess because we don't know. But I think there's a couple of things. Now, when you look at certain commodities, because you got to pay attention to commodity prices too, like copper is, they call copper Dr. Copper. Why? Because it is the indicator of when the health in the economy is coming back. 
It's not the whole indicator, but it's one of them because copper, 65% of copper is used for electrical purposes. And then you have transmission and other applications, but copper is, we're building when we use copper. So that tells you that the economy is chugging along, and you can look at that both domestically and internationally, right? So here's the reality. I posted this in a, um, in a, uh, a chat, one of the updates that I did, that it takes 22 months for a recession, a recession bear market, all right? And that was the average. Some went as long as five years. This is a combination of 1987, you know, October 19, 1987, you want to do your homework. And also the Great Depression, 1930, 1929, when the market cracked, right? So because back in the Depression, you had people running to the bank to get their money out because they were heavily on margin. Here's how it worked. You can buy a stock and leverage it 90%. So if the stock was 100 bucks, all you had to do was come up with $10 to own one share. When that fell apart, Everything unraveled and people couldn't afford to pay the, the margin call. So they ran into their bankers and the bankers were getting involved with the actual stock market the same way. And they couldn't pay. So they lost trust in the system. Right. So that's what happened in the Great Depression. Right. But the, the, before that, the Roaring Twenties was off the hook. Everything, innovation. And you got to realize something. There's a lot of irrational behavior when stocks are going up, up, up and away. People think it's not going to end. And it's, it's always some signs in the economy when it's going to end. And you got to know what to do in those situations. So you got to ask yourself now, if you're going to buy any stock right now, what can go wrong? And what side of the market am I on? You know, because people out here shorting stocks, they're buying puts, they're buying options and stuff like that to protect themselves and also to profit but you got to act. But if you don't know how to do that and you're just a long term investor like myself and I buy options, too. All right. Um, you got to look at it from a standpoint of, you know, what could happen? Where, what's the next drop in the news cycle that's going to cause the market to go down 2000 points? You know, so that's what's happening. Like everyone's thinking that Russia will come to the table with the Saudis and and stop flooding the market with oil. If that happens, oil will go up and the market will get a little bump, but it won't solve the crisis. Right. It was just bold well for the economy. But even when you're talking about oil, they were producing at full steam 100 million barrels a day. So they're expecting that output to drop by 10 percent, which is huge. So 10 million barrels. So when you're thinking about that, no one's moving. No one's going anywhere. Everything's affected by that. Right. So when you're looking at how long will it take and, you know, what businesses are going to be left standing as far as the. The, uh, the signs on when you should get invested, think like this. The virus has to peak. That's number one. You have to see a cure out there where you start to see that number really dropping, where you see the infection rate dropping, people going to the hospital dropping, and then you start to see people start opening up their doors to business. Because that's going to be your, your first sign. The business is starting again. And then the real key in the market is the unemployment numbers, the job data. So if I'm you, I'm peeled to the job data because when the gross domestic product number comes out and it comes out the first of the month, every single month, you know, and I think it was, um, at four, I think it was 40, 48, somewhere around there. If it's under 50, the economy is contracting. This is stink like that. Okay. So 
it's still contracting. And I don't even think that it's all the way priced in because it started at the end of the of the first quarter. So you got to look at it from that standpoint. So now let me give you some um, like five areas where you can look for um, safe havens during this market if you're actually going to invest. Okay, so five areas. So if you want to write them down, this would be really cool. Um, here's the reality. Escapism. Like everybody talking about Netflix, right? Disney, right? Because we're watching more TV, right? You see a lot of people drinking alcohol, right? So I'm looking at companies in this area if I, if I want to get invested and I, and I want to put my money to work, but I'm a little cautious. I'm looking for companies that are going to buck the curve because the money's going in that direction. Like Clorox, everybody's buying bleach, right? I'm not going to do the, the airlines yet because they're just under so much pressure. And since the market is heavy in debt and they've got to borrow money, now they got to pay back. They still got to earn a profit and they got to come out of this thing. I'd rather invest in growth when that time comes. Number two is consumer goods. Everyone's like Clorox, consumer goods. You got to look at everyone's going to be looking for what, what can't you find in the store? Just ask yourself that question. If you can't find it in the store, then chances are it's selling well. Look at the stock. So you got escapism's number one. So people looking for escape, right? And if, if we didn't have a lockdown, people would be gambling a lot. All right, but they're definitely smoking a lot. They're definitely, um, you know, drinking a lot of alcohol, right? So consumer goods as well. Low cost discount retailers is number three. So you're looking at like Dollar Dollar General. You're looking at like Walmart. You're looking at these companies in the sphere, Amazon. Why? Because you're still going to have to order stuff, and you still have to have a place to go, and chances are the shelves are cleared in your local supermarket and Walmart buys extra bulk and you can get it there. All right. So they're doing well. Plus you got to look at the hiring, follow the clues. You know, they got their own unemployment number. They hired a hundred thousand people at Amazon, 150,000 people at Walmart. Like it's a competition. Think about that area. Another area is stay-at-home technology. Like everybody knows the Zoom. And I posted it last week that Zoom gave everybody an opportunity to buy the stock at 118. It's 128 because bad news came out on it. Let me tell you how that looks. It did not hurt the business. They went from 10 million people on their platform to 200 million. They have zero debt. They're not borrowing money from the government. So 10 million to 200 million and a couple of thousand people had security issues once they fix the security issue, then all of a sudden, everybody wants to get involved with the stock. So you got to pick your stocks. But stay-at-home technology is going to be big. Cisco has WebEx. I, don't, I really don't like Cisco, but they have WebEx. You got Microsoft, um, Google. Uh, you got a lot of companies in that space as well. So I'm going to back up. You got escapism, number one. Consumer goods, number two. Um, low discount retailers, Walmart, Amazon, number three. Um, as far as that space, not necessarily that company, because you got to learn to do your research before you buy that company. And then you have stay-at-home technology, number four. And then the last, not last, but second to last, is like um, huge, healthcare. Everybody's concerned about their health, like Regeneron. They're working on it, like you were talking about Johnson Johnson, Eli Lilly. But healthcare is big. Think about it. You got cancer. 
Are you going to stop taking your cancer pills? Matter of fact, you take the stimulus check, you take your, your unemployment and your Social Security to take your cancer pill so you can stay alive. So Merck, big cancer drugs. So I'm looking at all the what do I have to pay in order to stay alive drugs too and looking at their revenue, looking at what's going on in that area as well. And then like the last thing is gold, like commodities. It's just the old school. If I got gold, I got money because gold is always going to be liquid. I'm always going to be able to get currency for my gold. Now, if you're looking at any companies, right, cash is king. That's why it's important to know how much cash is on the balance sheets of these companies. So like Apple has $90 billion in cash on their balance sheets, on their books. Google has $100 billion of cash, right? Amazon has 47 to $50 billion of cash on their books. So they can kind of weather the storm, right? So if you must buy, that's the scenario. 